0: grumbling. none of you have grumbled before, right? (laughs) Uh, I have many times. Uh, We hear in that first reading the interesting scenario of, and again, it happens in our lives too. Uh, Moses leads the people out of Egypt, and of course, they go uh, kicking and screaming. They are kind of comfortable in their places. They don't necessarily want to leave. Then they kind of recognize that All the firstborn have been killed this particular night. Um, The blood of the lamb on their homes that they spread, this vivid image. The angel of death passed over their homes, and they were set free as they uh, led and went out of Egypt. We hear, if you follow the story, they begin complaining. Then when they see Pharaoh's army following them, What are you doing, Moses? Why did you not just leave us there? They come to the Red Sea, and they're complaining again, We're stuck. Moses touches the Red Sea, and it opens, and they're able to walk through dry shod. They get to the other end, and they see the Red Sea close, and all the Pharaoh's army uh, engulfed in the water, and none of them saved. And, and they keep going, amazed at what has taken place. And now they get to a point in the desert, and there's no water, and there's no food. And they begin to grumble again, saying, Why didn't you not just leave us there in Egypt? Why did you have to take us out to this place? even though he had seen all these miracles that God had performed. And yet Moses strikes a rock with his staff and out comes water for the people to drink. And then we also know the story that God sends quail and manna for them to eat in their 40-year journey throughout, uh, throughout the desert as they head to the promised land. So we only have 40 days of Lent. <laughs> they had 40 years in the desert. Um, What are we grumbling about? But yet, grumbling again, of course, is something real for us as humans, right? We we recognize sometimes inconveniences. We recognize that things aren't the way that we want them. Very much so, we recognize that things don't seem to be fair. Why does it? Other people get this, and I don't. And why do they get to stay home on Sunday and watch TV, and I have to go to mass? Um, Why does, yeah? Why does yeah? Why why does this happen? That happen? Why do they get to eat these foods on Friday, and I have to give them up on Friday? Um, why do they seem to get to have fun, and yet I have to make these sacrifices for maybe a God that I don't even believe in or don't even really know, but I'm here because my mom said or my dad said or because somebody else said that I should be here. And again, all of us, these are, I think, real. If Honestly, I've had these bitter feelings many times. We grumble the way that we see, the way that things are laid out before us. So recognizing that that is a real emotion that we have yet does god give up on us no does god stop loving us no does god stop pouring his mercy and forgiveness upon us when we ask no is god going to be present with us um, throughout this world until we're with him in heaven of course yes god is continuing even at a when we do not know it, to convert our hearts to him and to his love. And he desires nothing more but for us to choose this ourselves. He says to the woman, I give you living water. He gives it to her, but she must take it. I don't know if you were here a couple years ago when Deacon Ralph Poyo uh, did our mission. He really spoke about this particular image of God giving us this living water and making it available, but we still have to come and drink it. We still have to come and receive the living water that God wants to do. You still have to choose to come to Mass, to do your Lenten fast, uh, to desire to turn away from sin, even though it is a struggle. Sometimes maybe it seems to be unfair. But you have to recognize that this is where you want to go, and the direction that God is calling you. So we're kind of in that midst of the middle of Lent right there was a great joy in Ash Wednesday that we're starting Lent getting ready for Easter there's an excitement and whatever you decide to give up and maybe as we enter in this third week of Lent there's a time of kind of grumbling or did I give up the right thing or some some of us did I give up too much or did I give up not enough or some of us maybe have forgotten our Lenten fasts Um, maybe it is harder than I thought to turn away from sin and to turn back to God And so if you are struggling here, maybe just two particular things. Number one is, Jesus revealed to the Samaritan woman her sins. For us to have a conversion of heart, we first need to let go of our pride and recognize that we have sinned. That God knows those sins and he doesn't let them affect him and his love for us. So if you're letting your sins this Lent become a barrier... To loving God. God does not care about your sins. He cares about you and your conversion back to him. So don't let your sins be a barrier. And number two, Jesus, the woman recognized that Jesus truly was the Messiah, the one who was coming into the world. So we too, hopefully each day, become to believe more and more that Jesus Christ is the Messiah who has saved us, and who has redeemed us and is continuing to renew and to transform our lives if we but allow him. So your Lent, hopefully, will still probably be a struggle. We still will be grumbling because of the world that we live in, and we're not yet in heaven. But don't let those keep you um, from being connected to God and recognizing that sometimes our grumbleness and our struggles are opportunities for us to enter into a deeper conversion with God. For him to reveal and to show his love and his care for us as we enter in this particular time in our world which can only imagine what the history books will say um, about the coronavirus and all these particular things that are going on now and I have not necessarily experienced something like this yet in my short life Um, but yet just a sense of awareness and openness of what is taking place Praying for the leaders of our country and nation and church who are making decisions and choices, maybe without asking us, but trusting in what they are asking of us. And a sense also of desire that God calls us to care for all people, so we're still called to love our neighbor, even though we might grumble against them. We're not called to judge other people, even though they might be reacting a little differently than we are at this time. To love them where they are at and to pray for them. Uh, Bishop Joe has um, removed the obligation for Sunday Mass uh, attendance during this time. So uh, if you feel safer at home, um, then please encourage you to stay home. You're able to enter into what we call a spiritual communion. So you can take a few moments to pray to God, saying, Lord, I cannot receive you today in the Eucharist, but I desire to receive you now in my heart. And to take a moment or two to receive and to encounter Christ there. And then when you feel better and feel safe, you're definitely, we, I hope and I pray that our church will be open, but uh, times, things are changing every day, every moment. Um, hopefully we will have mass next week, and we plan to at this time to have mass and faith formation classes. So maybe we continue to pray for the world, Maybe we continue to pray for ourselves, and continue to spiritually uh, live in the living water that God gives to us, but recognizing we must take it. And maybe you recognize the living water and the Spirit is there, but you have not yet grabbed it or taken it or actually drank from it. And so I encourage you um, throughout this rest of the season of Lent, take the Spirit, the grace that God gives, drink of it, and live in His grace.